Good morning and welcome to Cornerbrook Baptist Church. This uh, videotape of a sermon is being played on the, uh, on the last day of May, but the, uh, the trappings around me look a little different than a normal church service. And as we prepare to tape today, I should, uh, I should just announce to you that it looks a little like a wedding because it's being done just before a wedding takes place in this church. I'm actually sitting at the table where the bride and groom will sign the church register in just a couple of hours from, uh, from now. Uh, but it's my pleasure to announce, at least in advance, in the order in which we are doing this, the marriage of Eileen McBriarty and Robert Vanderspeck, Van which only goes to prove that COVID-19 can stop a lot of things, but it can't totally stop love. And uh, this couple has the, uh, has the distinction of having met just prior to this crisis and now have cemented their love with, uh, with the vows of matrimony as of the 28th of May. And so the reason for the setting is that this fine couple are being, are being married just a short time after we have done this, this taping. Today, I want to talk to you about time. After a long period of struggle as a singer-songwriter, Jim Croce made his mark in the early 1970s with a song entitled Time in a Bottle. The mellow lyrics of this song that many of you will recall were likely aimed at his wife Ingrid, who traveled to his gigs with him. Let me read you just a short portion of what this song says. Crochet writes, if I could save time in a bottle, the first thing that I'd like to do is to save every day till eternity passes away just to spend it with you. He says, if I could make days last forever, if words could make wishes come true, I'd save every day like a treasure and then again I would spend them with you. And here's a change in tone in the song. But there never seems to be enough time to do the things you want to do once you find them. I've looked around enough to know that you're the one I want to go through time with. And so the theme of a wedding today and this song seems to weld together very nicely. There's no end to the ways that we engage ourselves over the passage of time. We probably would be shocked with the time wasted by emails and cell phones and social media. According to one time management study, and I quoted from it earlier in the week in my devotional, we spend one year looking for misplaced objects, one year of our lifetime, four years doing housework, five years waiting in line, and six years eating meals. Life is filled with time bandits, or ways that we spend time. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, identifies something that's most important. The writer says, We must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. For if the message spoken by angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore 
Some versions say neglect such a great salvation. This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. We are people of time. It's not wrong to say that in many ways we're dominated by time. Psalm 39 gives us some some very interesting perspective on time. David's complaint to God was this. You have made my days as hand breaths and my age is as nothing before you. I think that he meant to an eternal God, our time on earth is brief and he doesn't want us to waste it. When we do, we throw away one of the most precious commodities that ultimately God gives us. I want us to understand today that as an event in the annals of human time, the life and ministry of Jesus Christ is really too big to be missed. It's a little like the two explorers who wandered west until they stood on the brink of the great chasm we know as the Grand Canyon. The width stretched before them and the depth of it took their breath away. They stood there in silence for a while and finally one looked at the other and said, something big must have happened here. You see, nothing compares with the immensity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The birth and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. The only way that we, we people in this part of the world can miss its impact would be, as Hebrews says, through neglect, through abusing the opportunity that is afforded us and missing it. The gospel of Jesus Christ is immense in its capacity to save. Nobody really needs to miss heaven. Nobody needs to exit this world in an unprepared state. No Christian ever needs to feel unneeded or unused in the kingdom of God. That may not mean an appointment to a task or an election to a position or a title in front of your name. But living as a Christian is always an opportunity to tell someone the difference that Jesus makes. The greatest thief we will find is not the one who picks your pocket or breaks into your car or embezzles your funds. It's the thief that robs you of your time. An evangelist that I had the honor of meeting once said he had a great deal of respect for the initials TNT. He was not referring to the explosive, but to the terse little slogan that says, Today, not tomorrow. TNT. The greatest thief you and I often face is postponement. I meet hosts of well-meaning people who have never consciously rejected God. They would be angry if you suggested they did not believe in the cardinal doctrines of the faith. They're not rejectors. They're merely waiters or postponers. The Bible underscores a powerful consideration. To time for a decision to follow Christ is now. Jesus' best example of timely responses calls to mind a wedding scene. That's what makes this an interesting day. Ten maidens are waiting for a bridegroom to to arrive and for a wedding feast to begin. The Bible does not say that some of them were dumb and some were smart. It's not an intellectual issue. It doesn't indicate that they were of different social classes. Those who belonged to this group were on an equal footing. 
when you read the biblical account, all of them had lamps. All of them waited together for the same event. All of them went to sleep. All of them awakened when the bridegroom arrived. All of them were active. All were interested in the event ahead of them and trimmed their lamps. And it's only at this moment that any distinction is made. Some had prepared by bringing extra oil. And that's the point of the story when it appears in Matthew 25. We have to be ready for the opportunity that leads us to being inside of the household of God. And time, that small word, is given to us to make the necessary preparations. There's a, there's a clear conclusion to this story that Jesus told. No one is able to supply their salvation to another person. Mom and dad can't apply it to their, to their children. I can't lend any of the oil of salvation to my sons or to my wife or to my grandchildren. And if I spend my time serving everything but God, I will not be able to borrow anyone else's. Just like the maidens in this story, there's a potential for me to hear the words too late. They didn't lack an invitation. They lacked the wisdom to prepare until time had run out on them. Now, Jesus identifies a man in a, another story in Luke chapter 12, whom God called a fool because he put emphasis on his years without a thought for the giver of life. You see, God cannot become a convenient social observation for specific days on a calendar. If we fail to think seriously about the cross, it's because our priorities are confused. Donoram Judson wrote, A life once spent is irrevocable. It will remain to be contemplated throughout eternity. The same may be said of each day. When it is once passed, Judson writes, it is gone forever. All the marks which we put upon it, it will exhibit forever. Each day will not only be the witness of our conduct, but will affect our everlasting destiny. How shall we then wish to see each day marked with usefulness? It is too late to mend the days that are past. The future is in our power. Let us then, he writes, each morning resolve to send the day into eternity in such a garb as we shall wish to wear it forever. And at night, let us reflect that one more day is irrevocably gone, but indelibly marked. More than a, miss, more than a few of us during this period of time miss the NHL playoffs. We would normally just be ready to ready to crown an NHL champion. You know, as I do, that on the corner of the screen of the hockey game is a little countdown that tells you how much time is left in the period. I want us to understand today that in God's economy, there are no ties. Sudden death is either sudden glory or sudden defeat. There's no overtime. No appeal. Everything is decided in regulation time, which we call life. 
There's no guarantee on that time. Jim Croce wrote the memorable lyrics of Time in a Bottle, but before it hit the charts, Croce was dead in an airplane crash. One report says the pilot had a cardiac issue and suffered a heart attack just after takeoff on that fateful day in September 1973. He died, and everybody's time was up who was with him on that flight. Crochet was just 30 years of age and left an infant son. He was just beginning to see his career unfold when his life was over. The bottle was smashed. Since mid-March, time has taken on a different kind of meaning for all of us. An ominous new predator called COVID-19 or the coronavirus has forced us to abandon our annual cultural expectations. Our lifestyle has changed. Our business has changed. Our plans have changed. We've shuttered ourselves in houses while government, education, tourism, and transportation, and a whole host of other things has ground to a halt. World leaders have uh, scrambled to respond with huge infusions of cash that leave some of us a little worried. The boy in the bubble story now extends to all of us. And recently, we've seen signs of recovery. As I get ready for this message, realized a curve is all but flattened in this province. We're slowly going back to work under heavy restrictions. The day is coming when I can get a haircut again. Countries, entire countries are opening up after devastating losses. In roughly six months, more than 350,000 people have died worldwide. And I think the number in Canada is around 6,600 but only three in this province, for which we are thankful. Now sports teams are looking again for a safe way to play. Boats are heading out to sea under new safety guidelines. But as I wrote these words on time, a search was ongoing for four crab fishermen out of St. Lawrence on Newfoundland's south coast. As I wrote my conclusion, Three bodies had been found from one family alone. Time is such a precious commodity when our times end suddenly. And in those times, and for those families, they are plunged into grief. Nova, Nova Scotia's cup of sorrow has overflowed in recent weeks. See, time in a bottle shows itself to be, to be precarious. There are so many stories within the COVID-19 saga where time runs out. Security, let me say today, is found only in the one who holds both time and eternity in his grasp. Jesus told his followers, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No Christ, and when time is up, either by viral infection, incurable illness, or accidental loss, he holds us in his hand. You see, the bottle that Crochet wrote about is fragile. Christ is described as the solid rock. Let me close with this today. Thinking of the fullness and duration of a life that was lived very well, 
W.B. Henson, a great preacher of a past generation, spoke from his own experience just before he passed away. He said, I remember a year ago when a doctor told me, you have an illness from which you will, you will not recover. I walked out to where I live, Hinson writes, five miles from Portland or Oregon, and I looked across at that mountain that I love. I looked at the river in which I rejoice, and I looked at the stately trees that are always God's own poetry to my soul. Then in the evening, I looked up into the great sky where God was lighting his lamps. And I said, and I quote Henson, I may not see you many more times, but mountain, I shall be alive when you are gone. And river, I shall be alive when you cease running toward the sea. And stars, I shall be alive when you have fallen from your sockets in the great pulling down of the material universe. In these days, we know what it's like to live on a planet that has been shaken. My word of advice to you today, give your life to the only one who is not bound by time or circumstance. The one who is both eternal and ever faithful. And the one who holds out eternal life to all who will embrace him as Savior and as Lord. I pray that you'll seriously consider this today while you live within time. Would you bow with me for a moment of prayer? Father, thank you for an opportunity today to again think about your word and to think about time. I pray that we will be in time. I pray that not much more time will pass when we have to live in the manner we have been living. But thank you for the good signs of a, of a return to a new normal. I pray today for those who find themselves in difficult places. The people of St. Lawrence who mourn. People who have lost loved ones during the pan pandemic. People who like the, young, like the couple who are being married today, who look at life with such hope and optimism. And I pray that their time, their time together will be blessed by your divine hand. We know it is always good for us to trust you. And I pray that as long as you give us breath, as long as we live, we will trust you with the important things of life. But Lord, today I pray most of all that we will trust you with the destiny of our eternal soul, and that we will find you, know you as our Savior and as our Lord. For in you alone there is life abundantly. For this we thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen.